Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. From 30 Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, it is... May 19th, 2017, and this is Sci-Fi Wire's Who Won the Week, a podcast dedicated to the top stories from the week in geek. This is episode 76. I am Danny Roth, contributing editor at Sci-Fi Wire, and I am joined by... Adam Swiderski, the only member of the team not named Dan today. That's right. Yeah. And also, we have uh, an added guest. Aaron is out. But I spoiled in, it. But in his, in his face, we have uh, this delightful man from the Great White North. Dan, would you introduce yourself, please? Yes, hello. Um I'm I'm Dan Olson. I'm a uh filmmaker and YouTuber from uh, Calgary, Alberta. Um there's a lot there's a lot to talk about this week. We're going to talk about um the the Universal Mummy verse that's going to be growing out of this mummy movie. We're going to be talking about a little bit of the upfront stuff, some Star Trek, uh and Alien Covenant. Gosh, I wish Aaron was here. He is the great mediator to try and find find positive things to say. That's true. Maybe we'll we find can, a we way. We can find some positives. We'll, 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 we'll give it a I've shot. I've got we'll some positives. I have some positives. It's true. You have you have you have at least five hundred words worth of notes. There have to be at least one or two words that are kind. Maybe the uh, and somewhere in there. Yes, a couple indefinite and definite articles. Uh, but before we get to all of that, uh, we always start the show talking about things that we absolutely do like. Things that we are geeking out about this week um adam i this week revisited doctor strange the marvel cinematic universe film and uh whatever i I guess taking it at face value without thinking about the larger context of the casting controversy with tilda swinton and everything i really enjoyed that movie i gotta say i i had a i think it's it's iron man you know we've said this before it's basically the iron man story with magic but it's got it's got a charm, and I just I, I continue to be very happy about the fact that the ending, the defeat of Dormammu, spoilers if you haven't seen the movie, um, is a logic bomb, like a, a outwitting of him rather than a punching and punching and keeping punching some more, and then we'll punch a little more, and then he'll be defeated. So uh, that's cool. Yeah, Doctor Strange, man, and and those visuals in the the multiverse or whatever they call it, I forget. Um, Definitely, definitely worth watching on repeat. Maybe I, will, I had considered it to be a real single-serving friend, but maybe I'll yeah, maybe I'll give it another yeah, shot. It's fun. Hey Dan, what 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 have you been up to this week? Anything that has made you happy? Uh yeah, a uh, an indie game that came out uh, last week called Strafe. It's a little indie uh, sort of hardcore one life you're dead uh, shooter that uh, that that just came out. Uh, and I've really been enjoying it. It's it's not flawless, but it's uh, it's a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, so that's in the video game world. What are you shooting in the game? Uh, mutants and and giant robot spiders, and uh, it's it's really kind of trying to. It's visually uh, a throwback to like uh, the Quake era, like nineteen ninety six kind of kind of shooter stuff. So. 
there the story is is thin uh to say to say the least uh as as suits the era uh but yeah like it's just a, it's a good lot of fun it's a very uh very movement and uh, uh fast paced focused uh focus shooter but it's all, it's also quite hard i i've only managed to complete a run uh, once out of uh out of about 30 hours of of trying oh. all righty well that is satisfying that's i think that scratches a very particular indeed itch if you are of a certain age certainly uh which which i am yeah. uh, how about and- you danny what are you geeking out about this week uh so so glad you asked yes. uh, i just got grabbed a new graphic novel by jeff lemire called roughneck uh, it's not that is, that is not it's not a sci-fi thing. It's not really a genre thing, but it's a, it's a comic thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it because I'm in charge this week. Um, it is about a hockey player uh, who has been retired and he's living in this very small podunk town and he's become a really violent, nasty guy. I guess he always was, but when he played hockey, he could be lauded for it because everybody liked when he beat up other players. But now he's just kind of a thug. Uh, and his sister, who is a drug addict, shows up and just is a disaster. And it becomes sort of a story of the two of them trying to figure out how to help each other out, even though neither of them wants to be helped out by anybody. Ah. And it's got some great Jeff Lemire storytelling. He's very good at being that right blend of hopeful and grim. Uh, and I really just love his art style. It's so distinct. There's really nothing quite like it. So that came up very recently. I think uh, as long as you're fine with some slice of life graphic novel business, absolutely worth your time. That uh, sounds like a movie plot. I, I, I bet you that gets optioned at I, some point. I keep thinking that more Jeff Lemire stuff is going to get optioned. I think that it, I, there's going to be this this weird period of time where there is nothing that is actually out in the world of his in a movie form. And then all of a the sudden, there's just going to be tons of it. I just think one day you're going to wake up and there's going to be at least one Jeff Lemire movie a year. Because he's produced so much good stuff over the years. There you go. Uh, so that is what I am geeking out about. Um, good. Now we were so happy we can move on to the things that we'll be more critical of. Um, or not. Some things are very positive. Well, I'm going to be positive about the next thing. Uh, spoiler. So there is one more Mummy trailer that dropped this week. Uh, and I think what is most notable about uh, some of the news that is coming out about the Mummy is that, in fact, it is going to be part of a larger universal movie universe. Not like the giant move, the giant monsters. You know, it's not like Godzilla and King Kong, but it's also going to be this other thing where it's presumably Mummy and Dracula and who knows what else. Wolfman. Wolfman, the Invisible the Black Lagoon. Yeah, Invisible Man. Uh, but what's interesting about it is that the character that is apparently going to be at the heart of this whole thing is not a typical, he's not one of the classic universal movie monsters. Uh, it's Dr. Jekyll and this organization that he has, which is called prodigium, which I have to say kind of sounds, am I crazy for thinking that it sounds dirty? Yes. All right, fine. It just sounds like a, it sounds like a dirty word to me. It sounds like, you know, you had a one night stand, Somebody like grabbed you by the prodigium and you weren't sure at first, but then you liked it. I, it. That was it. I don't know why that's there's something wrong with me, clearly. But I guess the question I have for the two of you is how do you feel about there being a, a shared universe for this stuff? Adam. Eh. No, I mean, look, like I I understand that the Universal Monsters back in the day were kind of the first shared universe cinematically. And I get all that. I think the thing is that it really just comes down to how good the individual movies are. I mean, the thing that. 
made the Marvel Cinematic Universe work in my mind is that the individual movies were good and the connective tissue was secondary until it wasn't, you know, until they had built up a certain base. And then I've said before, I think this is kind of where DC is going wrong because they're trying to do that in reverse. And I hope that without, you know, paying attention to each individual installment. So if the mummy is good and then the next one that comes out, whatever it is, is good, then great. You know, I'm, I'm happy to see, the universe is connected and have it all work together, but it's just gotta, they have to focus on the individual films and making those good and making the connective tissue part of it, but not the thing. That's my take. All right. Yeah. My take on it would be that the, I think the major pitfall there is that, uh, so many of these universal monsters are ones that we are, are deeply familiar with because they've been adapted over and over and over and over again. And so there's very much a, a risk when it comes to like getting the quality of each individual uh, movie kind of up to up to par, like kind of the, the risk is that some of them are just going to be unavoidably cheesy. Like you're going to, you're going to end up with a I Frankenstein. Uh, was that the Aaron Eckhart one? It was indeed. Yep. It wasn't, you know, you're going to, you're going to end up kind of in, in that territory uh, and you're, you're going to end up drifting a little bit more towards, uh, uh, the, that, that whole universe. Cause that was intended to be part of the, uh, underworld universe, wasn't it? Like that was, that was going to be a tie in until it was so dreadful that even the producers of underworld were like, eh, we'll just, we'll <laughs> just okay. leave that as like background well in, there was a rumor like that, that dracula untold was also dracula untold was supposed to be, was supposed was supposed to be related was supposed to be yeah, the launch for this whole thing yeah. so yeah i think it's been a real challenge for them i here's what i'll i'll say a couple things one i love the old universal monster movies but i'll tell you um they're often bad yeah <laughs> like there were they a lot are, of really yeah. really bad movies and they also had this huge problem which makes me think of comic books where like you can't keep the same roster of talent so, you know, who played Dracula? Bela Lugosi and then Lon Chaney Jr. and then John Carradine and then who knows who else. They kept changing the face of who it was. And, you know, when one of your guys, when the one guy in particular that plays every single Universal monster is Lon Chaney Jr., you're in trouble because Lon Chaney Jr. is the least of those guys. He is the least good actor that they have. Yeah. I'll take John Carradine any day. Maybe that's a controversial thing to say, but even he was not a great Dracula. That being said, uh, I have a solution, and that is uh, if you can get Key and Peel out of retirement and have them be the new Abbott and Costello, and that's your connective <laughs> tissue, I think you've made it work. I'm not even kidding. You laugh, but I'm I serious. Laugh. I think yeah. if you did that, I think those of you did like Key and Peel meet Frankenstein, that's a great, I would be there. That would put butts in seats, I think, yeah. for sure. Um, and I think they're – go ahead. No, I, w I would agree that kind of the the other route that they could take would be to just, like, make it throwback comedy. You but know? if you look at I the mean, trailer, that, the Mummy like, trailer's out so far. This is deadly serious. They're not treating it's this It's deadly as a serious, comedy. yeah. No, they're, they're, they're not going with a, uh, a, like, hey, kids, you probably – heard your parents talk about this when you know they're not going to go uh they're not going that route and so i doubt they they would go that uh go that route and at the same time i think there would be a question of longevity like how 
how many movies could you actually get out of a throwback, you know, Key and Peel are the new Abbott and Costello meeting a bunch of monsters and just kind of winking at the fact that like, hey, this whole thing is is kind of dumb. Uh, you know, one definitely, but beyond that, I don't know, two, three, how long before people are just like, you know, it, it becomes the new uh, scary movie where it's like, yeah, you're technically drawing in people, but you're a laughing stock. I don't know if they could ever be scary movie bad. I don't, Those are some of the worst movies I've seen <laughs> in my life. True. I mean, and, and they're also like, they're those in, are talented guys. So they're so exceptionally cheaply made that yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, those those two gentlemen are not third tier Wayanses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just I think that that's notable. I think you can but make one busy. good one out of that. They're they busy. are, but and I have I, I'm going to talk about go ahead uh, Jordan Peele later because one of his projects. No, when we get to the Great. TV yeah, section, yeah, no, no. Right? no. I mean, it's really exciting. I, listen, but, I'm I'm game. I'm game for this. I guess I'm one of the few holdouts. If you look around, most people are of the opinion. They're like, why would you do it? But yeah, I think in terms of where, yeah, in terms of where Universal is actually going with it, like I, I think uh, Frankenstein is going to be the like test, like the, the actual proving ground for it that it's like Frankenstein in particular is a monster that we're so familiar with and has been done so poorly so recently, like yeah. multiple, multiple times recently, we've had just like awful, awful Frankenstein movies. Well, listen, I feel so, pretty, I feel pretty decent about the mummy movie. I like the trailers. I, I think that uh, Tom Cruise is, has been pretty consistent I'm, recently. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board for Tom yeah, Cruise's. I'm on board for the new, for the new mummy one. Like I saw the, I don't know if it's the most recent trailer, but like it played before uh, before Prometheus two last night, uh, <laughs> and and I was I was down with it. It's like you know, I mean, it's it's definitely modern for, for like it it is a definitely a movie that is being made in 2017 for for good and ill, but uh, but no, like I mean, it looks like it's going to be a it's going to be reasonably solid. Yeah, I mean, and look, Tom Cruise, it, it, Tom Cruise yeah. does not use half his ass. He doesn't. He uses the whole ass. The whole ass. The whole ass gets used every time. Yeah. It, it will be. It will be a whole ass endeavor. Yeah. The thing is, that I just you know, I think it's going to be. This is the mummy is going to be his movie. They're going to yeah. have to then somehow come up with another really big star for a Frankenstein or a a wolf man. Right. Or, but that's what I'm saying. And that's, I think that's a good thing because then it's, they have to, every time movie has to be focused on and you have Russell Crowe show up as your Samuel L. Jackson or whatever analog we want to make. It's, I mean, that could be interesting. I think that this is, so this is my actual point of view, which is I'm excited for the mummy. And depending upon how Russell Crowe's Dr. Henry Jekyll and the whole prodigium thing plays out, like if that is good and not some weird conspiracy theory nonsense, if that actually plays well, I'll have that will provide some faith for me. And then we'll see who they cast and whatever is the next one, whether it is Frankenstein or Invisible Man. They should bring Chevy Chase back. And this is all do another <laughs> a sequel to the Chevy Chase yes. Invisible Man movie. I really liked that movie as a kid. And now I'm ashamed. This is all obviously building towards the Monster Squad reboot Ugh. is what's going to happen. That's what we get all our individual films, and the Monster Squad is the Avengers of the Universal Monsters. I universe. mean, not a scary movie by any stretch, but I do love Monster <laughs> Squad. 
That is a fun little movie. Yeah. All right. Um, if, there's, if there's one thing pop culture needs more of, it's it's squads. Squads, it's definitely. Squads. That's true. Hashtag, and they get keep the, it. They, keep it lit, Adam. They can no. They can do the whole squad goals thing as their marketing tagline. I mean, come on. This is so embarrassing. Yeah. I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed for the I world. For the world, really. I've moved, on, I've moved on from lit now to squad to squad. Yes. So you're you're still like two years behind. Absolutely. You knew not to say fleek. You I'm knew like that, the, Benj- you knew that I'm fleek like the Benjamin was over. Button of of lingo. I'm going backwards. <laughs> As everyone else moves forwards. All right. Uh, I'll be saying Groovy and Daddy-O soon. Oh, don't rush to that. Yeah. There's, There's got to be some um, some really bad 90s slang that you could get. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's the 90s all over again. It's That's really, right. Keep it clutch. I will keep it clutch. Yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. Clutch. That's the one. Bring clutch back. All right. Let's talk <laughs> about something that's not this. Um, there were some upfronts. Uh, some trailers yeah, that man. dropped. Um, Lots of TV. Lot of TV. Uh, what would you say, Adam? Jumped at you? Well, there's. I, I don't know if we want to teach. The, I mean, the big gorilla in the room for our space is Star Trek Discovery, but I, we're kind of treating that as a separate topic. Yes. Right? Well, so, let's save that towards the yeah, end. Yeah. So, for my individual thing, the two things I heard about this past week that got me really excited, and the first was a reference to Jordan Peele, which is that he is producing Lovecraft Country. For Netflix, I think, or HBO, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, but I don't know if you guys have read that book. If anyone's read that book, it's really good. It's a really uh, interesting amalgamation of like of Lovecraftian mythology and some of that kind of eldritch, you know, mysticism with racial politics in America in the post-war era, post-World War II era, and everything. And it's it's great and it's it's a really interesting angle and given jordan peele's so it, involvement it, it doesn't shy away from the fact that lovecraft love him as many of us do was like a huge racist right well it doesn't actually talk about him but you encounter a lot of these a lot of people who fit the lovecraft character mold who are tremendous racists absolutely and it's it, it does not it's i mean because you know the protagonist is this black family and they are uh dealing with some of these forces beyond the ken of mortal man and everything. And just having him seen get out and what he did with that, this is such a perfect fit. It's perfect. And I'm really, really excited to see where they go with it. And then the other thing really quickly was uh, the gifted, which was the X-Men series that's coming on Fox. I was excited to hear them drop the name, the X-Men. I don't know. It looks like a cool idea. I mean, the, the trailer that we got pilots are always a little, on the nose, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of willing to be forgiving for yeah, yeah, yeah. trailers that Give have pilot time. footage, but I, I'm excited to see where they go with it. I mean, I like Amy Acker, uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. um, what she'll do with that particular show. She is sort of the draw for me. Uh, I would say I kind of liked Ghosted. Okay. Did you see that one? Yeah, the trailer Adam for that? Scott and Craig Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked, yeah. Doug Judy and what's his face from NBC's uh, Delightful Parks and Rec. That's oh, yes. what I think of. Yes. Doug Judy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That is like, I don't know why he's got like a huge list of credits, but he's Doug yeah. Judy to me. But that looked really funny. And I am enjoying that there is this continued attempt to create supernatural horror and science fiction comedy. Yeah. I really like that. I think that that's probably the best thing that came from Ash vs. Evil Dead is that it was so successful that even when it's flawed, it is still making it so that other people are like, oh, we got to get on board with this new genre. This is like the new TV thing is that it's like 
half-hour comedy right. genre stuff. Meanwhile, Abbott and Costello rolling in their graves as we talk about That's right. horror comedy being a new genre. Well, I mean, it's 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 new to right. a whole no, generation of people. Um, yeah, by all means, once again, Key and Peele as go. the new Abbott. It, it all comes full anybody, that Anybody can come in and, and do it as long as they're talented as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, um, that was that jumped at me. And then I have some mixed feelings about the Orville. I have some weird feelings about it. I am not an always hater of Seth MacFarlane. He really, he's all or nothing. Either he says, he'll say something that's either really intelligent and I'll go, all right, man. Or he'll say something that is just so boneheaded backwards. And I'll go, come on, man. That's it. There is only two modes. So the Orville looks like, again, it's it's either going to be great or awful and I can't tell which. But it seems like upbeat, goofy. And as we talk about Star Trek, we'll see how I feel about that so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would be nice to see some people gallivanting and having a goofy good time in space right. in a federation that's not evil. That's all. Okay. Uh, Dan, is there anything that you saw coming up before we talk about Star Trek that jumped at you? Star Trek is, I, I feel so out of touch. I I really feel uh I really feel so out of touch but like Star Trek is is the thing that yeah I uh that that did jump out at me. So if we want to go into Star Trek then let's all talk right. about Star Trek. Okay, so So it's actually ha- first of all the fact that it's actually happening is worth noting because there have been so many yes. setbacks and back and forths and is this going to come is it not? The fact that we actually got footage, I was stunned. Yeah, it was wild to me as well just because not only that all the news that was coming through was not great and all the shakeups. But yeah. in addition to that, I knew people that knew people that were working on the production and I had never heard a good word about it. Everything was problem after problem after problem. Yeah. So now that it's act that there's something actually concrete, it feels like regardless of what the quality is going to be, at least it's going to happen. Yeah. Cause it really seemed for a minute like as though maybe right? it would just never actually appear. Yeah. So we got a trailer <laughs> And, uh, Adam, what did you think about the trailer? I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, listen, there were things about it I really liked. I really like, I love Michelle Yeoh. I'm excited to see her in it, although I have a feeling she's not long for the series, Doubt obviously. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm very excited to see, you know, two women in the lead, uh, women of color in the lead, and what's going to eventually be the lead. Uh, the uniforms look cool. Some of the design elements looked really cool. The It looked... I hate to say this cheap to me. It looked very like, hey, we're in a green screen room and this is all CGI around us, you know, and that, I guess, look, it's not like the original Star Trek was a massive budget, like not cheap production, but uh, I don't know. And it felt a little stiff, but again, that's I, I, I always chalk that up a little bit, at least to pilotitis. And the fact that sure. you know there are things the, the 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 pacing and the the meter of pilots is always so weird, and it, uh, that's I'm assuming that's all we saw was footage from the pilot episodes. So I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I so so I'm 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 intrigued, and there are, there are things I didn't get. I didn't understand like the Klingons were kind of weird, and you every know, time, yeah, every time, yeah. But I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I'm interested. What do you think, Dan? It did its job for me. Like, I, I think that's probably the most succinct way of saying it because I don't remember details 
specifically. Like, it's like, okay, I remember seeing the Klingons and being like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Uh, but for the most part, it was just like, it, it was tantalizing. And I want, I want to know more. I, it, it got me excited about the, the idea of new Trek in a, uh, in a series format. And, and it was a, like a reminder of like, oh yeah, that's a thing I like. And I want more of that. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. <laughs> I think Danny's been waiting to. to no, 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 no. I, I, I look. I grew up. Star Trek was, yes. you know, was the was the first love. Like it was that and Doctor Who for me. Um, and so it's very hard for me to just go in and say, well, that was fine. I I want it to be great, and I feel as though I'm getting a sense that they're trying to keep the action up. That's the one thing from the movie stuff that they're trying to keep is they want it to feel big and expansive yeah. and and to have some level of action, which I guess is okay. I just need the Federation to be good. I need them to be good guys doing good things. And I don't I don't want there to be too too much. Like Deep Space Nine is great. And it gets pretty dark as it goes in. But it didn't start out that way. Yeah. I really need these people to be good people. I really need the Federation to be a good place that proves that humanity has the ability to rise above. And if anybody says to me, well, you know, it was a different time in the sixties and the eighties when they, you know, when they started up the two major iterations of Star Trek and things were better then. No, they weren't. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) The sixties was a crazy time. And you know, yeah, if you lived like I grew up in the Jersey burbs in, in 1987 when, when Star Trek, the next generation started. And so, yeah, sure. For like white little boy, me living, 